After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome. We just did uh, two minutes of content, and I didn't hit the go live button. And then I'd interrupt John and say, we're not actually, this is not getting recorded or streamed. Um, But uh, yeah, I I started this show with a salute, John. And uh, I got saluted the other day by a a guy wearing a hat that said, he was a Vietnam veteran, Navy. And I'm walking by, I was coming out of a bathroom in a restaurant. He was like walking down the hallway in. He salutes me. And I didn't know what to do. I thought. Well, I'm not allowed. I'm not a like I'm not in. I can't salute. I don't have the right to salute. And then I thought, well, maybe there's somebody behind me. So I turn and there's nobody there. And then he like kind of had passed me by then. So I didn't do anything. And uh, yeah, I I worried that I that he felt disrespected, even though it was not what I intended. Just stop. Listen, uh, come from a long line of people. Come from Israel. Mandatory uh, service for uh-huh. all men. 
Uh-huh. I somehow avoided that because I moved here da- potentially. Dad in the United States Air Force. <laughs> the dad in the United States Air Force. I you listen. I I have some stuff in common with you, but not totally. I, I have a USAA I, I, membership. Can I show you that? I, I got no room to talk either. Got a long line of WW2 and uh, Vietnam veterans in in the lineage of Middlecoffs and the Lears, and you and I are USAA members. Actually, you're a USAA member. Oh, big time! Now, uh, one thing I've learned. All these years, they, a lot higher on the car insurance than, yeah. uh, or maybe it's home insurance. No. One of the two. Oh, okay. I all this time you've been a USA member. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't bank with them. Uh, gotcha. I just, I, I use them the... for car insurance, umbrella insurance, just a couple other little things. Maybe they should sponsor the show, even though they they spend a lot of time advertising, telling people that you can't be a member. It's one of the weirdest ad campaigns I've ever witnessed. USAA, you're not eligible. That's their ad campaign. Well, that's another thing, right? So you talk about WW2, Vietnam. I guess so many people are just grandfathered in that they're going to have that forever. Because there's not, I mean, the next war might could just be all she wrote for everybody. Uh, that, you know, I, I would imagine a lot of people are like me and you, people that, you know, have nothing to do with the military beside feel it deep inside. You know, I, right. I root for it. I'm as patriotic as you get for a, a young millennial. But yeah, I, d- I didn't do anything to earn that right to be part of it. I got to think that the membership is a lot less handy in 2023 than it was in you know 1983 or something yeah, bring, like that. I bring nothing to the table. <sighs> Same. This is what we do. What's up, everybody? Good to see you on YouTube. If you're watching, we appreciate it. Hit that like button. Subscribe to our channel. Thank you. Uh, if you want to check out the podcast, it's down in the description below. And the reverse. If you're listening to the pod, check out the YouTube. You can watch us there. And uh, you can also watch just parts of the show there. Um, yeah. And you get 20% off uh, with code ham on the game time app. You also got that going right now. Our buddy and, Greg and, Moss and, going to a and, Harry, and Harry's, I think, uh, ham as well. Yeah. And Harry's. So um, our buddy Greg the other day was like, I'm going to the White Sox Cubs or something like that. I said, well, use promo code ham game time app. He went to Chicago. He is going to Chicago, maybe this weekend, actually. Something like that. Gotcha. So, I saw, what's his name, uh, the beat cancer? Just ended up on the injured uh, injured list. I, I, oh, Liam Hendricks. Yeah. IL throws me off. Like, I got, listen, disabled yeah. list. Like, no one's fucking offended. Just call it the DL. I, I don't really like that transition. Sometimes I see the IL, I have to like, what? Oh, yeah. International League. You're, you're big thinking about I'm this. I'm just thrown off. International you know? League, yeah. Unnecessary. <laughs> Did you see the highlights of the dude from Cincinnati? Who looks like uh, Yuri? What's his name? Dela Del, uh, Cruz. Or something. I don't yeah. know. He looks like Ken Griffey meets like uh, <laughs> Tyree Kill, but he's Jalen Ramsey's height. I don't know. He looks incredible. You saw he did what a few guys have done. You see that th- he was part of. He got one of those loans. If you no. guys have done this over the years, the stories come up where you basically you take a loan against your career earnings. So whatever he got, maybe he got like a million bucks two two years ago or something. Pretty risky if you can't hit the curveball, right? Well, no, you don't. It's not risky if you can't hit the curveball because you don't pay anything back. They take ten percent of your future big league earnings. So let's say I, I don't know what the loan is. It's a million or two million or three million. It's a healthy loan, guy. That is fucking insane. He owes these guys these these guys ten percent of his career earnings. Isn't that being a loan shark and illegal? I- it seems I don't quite understand how they, you know, I don't know what the, what are the rules of loan sharking? Just, just predatory interest rates. Is that what a, what a loan shark is? I'm just pretty sure that that term, which is, feels like it's close to under that umbrella is a, a legal activity. 
in America? Isn't that something the mob did for a long time? Yeah. Take, I, take loans or take money from you for, or give you money for future ownership of the business, take advantage of you. To me, 10%, if that guy ends up being a $100 million player, is insane. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think somebody said um, one of the Padres. I don't remember. Why does he need the money so bad? You know, well, I mean, who knows? Three years ago, someone says, "Here's a you can have a million dollars right now. Maybe you really need the money, right? Oh, he did this, you're saying, before he got up to the big He didn't league. just do it today, yeah. Uh, Eli De La Cruz, 10% of his earnings, uh, a company called Big, of course, uh, Big League Advantage is the name I, of the company. I, I think he'd like it out on that one. Again, of long course. way to go. Baseball's weird, but... Shit. Man, what, what was his Ellie de la Cruz? Before we get to some uh, some more stuff here, Ellie de la Cruz loan. Sorry, I should have been ready for this information. No, I did, it, it, this just came out. Of, don't even worry. I, I think that is I, that's not fair. You know. So to, for some reason, Fernando Tatis did this, uh, and uh, they made twenty seven million dollars off of his last contract. This company. Can you imagine once you sign that big contract, you're paying your agent, you're paying fucking Uncle Sam, especially to a shitload of money. You also have to pay these guys $27 million? I mean, yeah. Tatis is not even a majority shareholder of his $200-plus million contract because close to half goes to government. You got to pay a couple percent to the agent. That's right. Yo, this guy, 20-plus million. What was his contract? Like $300 million? It was big. Two, uh, yeah, it was it 280 was or something. Uh, Daniel says uh, it's not loan sharking since they can end up with nothing as opposed to always being guaranteed something. The CEO of the company says they've raised two hundred and forty four million to invest in players. They've yet they haven't gotten even 50 million back. Uh, so I, I can't find I, how much they I, gave I, I do think I do think it's fair if we just use baseball. It's risky. It's very yeah. it's it's riskier than football. Like because guys got, are taking these loans as you know single A guys, right? I would say if you in football, if you could get three first rounders a year for five straight years, you're gonna you're gonna easily make your money back. Where in baseball, you could have you could miss nine of ten guys, right? Maybe pretty easy. Like this De La Cruz guy, for totally. as sweet as his one home run and his triple, he's the fastest guy I think in the history of modern baseball. Triple, like home to third. It was oh. he got there in ten seconds. It looked like a fucking gazelle. He's six five going around. His triple was more impressive than his home run, and his home run was four hundred sixty feet. And you know the lefty looks sweet. Yeah, for every guy like that, and there's no guarantee you're probably swinging and missing a lot. Ton of pitchers. I saw the one pitcher who the Mets bowed out on. Remember one of the two Vanderbilt guys? He got hurt. So it's like Again. they were right. Wow. Yeah. Um. Well, Mickey Mantle famously ran to first base in 3.1 seconds. So going home to third and tens. So so the CEO of this company, Big League Advantage, claims that when they started loaning him money, his odds of being a major leaguer with less than three years of experience, so to not make it more than three years as a big leaguer, were 87%. So it's a 13% chance, they claim, based on history and, you know, age, whatever, that he would be a big leaguer with a four-year career. Yeah, or more. Baseball's got to be tricky. Baseball's tough. By the way, before we get some mailbag questions to get to, uh, we got a, a tweet here from um, uh, from Jr. who says, y'all got to get Quinn Matthews from Stanford on the pod. Kid is uh, on the mic, legendary performance. The reason I want to mention is because uh, the Stanford pitching coach, 
is our boy, uh, Thomas Eager. Learn you by doing. From, huh? Learn by doing, Cal Poly. You know him from way back in the day. Uh, I don't know if you saw what happened. Stanford, in an elimination game, Stanford's this pitcher, Quinn Matthews, threw 156 pitches and 16 strikeouts. They lost, <laughs> the, though, correct? No, they won. They won. So they're, they, go, they they're going to Omaha. No, they got to play again Monday night. If you're listening to this after the fact, you know what happened. So he threw 156 pitches. 156 pitches on Sunday night, 16 Ks, and they came out to maybe take him out of the game with two outs in the ninth. And uh, he like storms off the mound. And I guess our boy Thomas Eager said to him, like his line was, "We need to have an adult conversation. Don't walk away from me." So did he stay in the game. <laughs> Stayed in the game. He's like, "I got this guy." And Thomas was like, "We need to have an adult conversation. Hold on." But he was already at what, 148? (laughs) No, no. He was at 153 or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So he got the guy to bounce out the third base. But is that, I'm not, big debate going on. for the kids' future in the baseball world. Big debate going on right now. Some would say it's just that nobody does that anymore. Others would say in the age of uh, uh, pitch clocks, no one, people are still getting Tommy Johns left and right. I mean, DeGrom just got hurt, and he hasn't thrown 100 pitches except like twice in the last two years. So, Bro, yeah. Stras- Strasburg's never to be seen again. Screws over. Nerve. And how about that? We were just talking about him the other day. So was this guy like a legit prospect? Yeah. I mean, he doesn't throw 98. That's the one thing with him. He's not Kumar Rocker. He's not a top-five pick, but he's a really good pitcher of the year in the league. Really good player. Who's Stanford playing? Texas. Augie Garrido ain't walking through that door. It's like 90s baseball, yeah. I love it when a good Augie Garrido uh, Instagram of him just undressing the just team. Just ripping them. <laughs> good times. Uh, John, we got some mailbag questions. You can uh, enter the mailbag by going to our uh, iTunes page where you can watch our pod- or, uh, get our podcast and leave us a review, five stars. We appreciate it. And leave a question. We appreciate that helps the show when you do that. If you've already done that and you want to get a mailbag question or whatever, maybe you Spotify or something else or something you do, you can also email the show. The email link is in the description of the YouTube and the podcast. It's promo code ham at gmail.com. Promo code ham at gmail.com. So here we go. As always, real questions from you, real listeners. John, up first. Uh, from Pete, he says, did you guys see Balky was back at it again? Coaching up the Jag secondary on the practice field. You think he goes into the Hall of Fame as a GM or a coach? Great question, Pete. You know, do you have a comment on that? No. <laughs> I did I did not see that he was back on the practice field at OTAs. Is that even I, I didn't know that he just leans DB. You know, I just I knew the one time Jimmy Ward had talked about it. You know, you just maybe I, I just assumed he was kind of in the vicinity, so he kind of gave a pointer. I didn't know like that's his position of choice. I didn't know if he roamed. Pretty clear he views himself all else fails, he'd just become a DB coach. Is that Mayock's thing too? Was Mayock a DB? But he played defensive back in the National Football League. <laughs> he got drafted. He fucking played on a team that had Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick on the coaching staff. So, yeah, I, I give Mayock a little more breathing room of the guy got pointers from Belichick in, like, 89 and played at Boston College. Balky Bemidji State, I'm sorry, it doesn't <laughs> quite pull. resonate. Good pull. Does That's look fine. good. Does look good. You know, he's, he, he does look good, he, yeah. The coaching outfit is natural on him. So, uh, it actually made me Doug, think. Doug not really confrontational. Like, he's not going to argue with him on the practice field. That's not his style. 
I'll probably just flat doesn't care, right? What, who's he you're, really talking to, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it did get me thinking. This question did get me thinking. Obviously, it's a joke. He doesn't mean it. But it did get me thinking, how far away is Trent Baalke, or any GM for that matter, from the Hall of Fame? And the answer is that Baalke is closer to um, uh, 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 Monty Fort than he is a Hall of Famer. Do you know how many total contributors there are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Not so contributor means not a player. Not Wasn't a coach. Ron Wolf the first GM to go in? Coaches are in as a separate Ron Wolf. I don't know if he was the first GM, but he's in. Bobby Bethard, who is a GM, right, is in. Do you have um, the I, year that he went I can in? Tell you the list. Of, I don't have the years. Uh, well, maybe I have the years. Let's see. I can tell you. I would say Ron Wolf went in the last, definitely the last decade. There have been a lot of coach that have operated as the GM, right? Obviously, Al Davis is in. I think yep. Jerry Jones, I think, is now in. They Correct. are the GMs, but that's. I would not put the guy that signs the check who claims to be the GM is the same thing, right? Uh, no, and really, and GM goes in as contributor. So um, if you're not a head coach, and you're, you know, if you're any of the other things that are not head coach or player, then you're a contributor. So that can be if the if the Eagles just would have beat the Chiefs, is Howie Roseman an NFL Hall of Famer? Multiple Super Bowls with multiple different coaches. The first two Super Bowls in Philadelphia Eagles. You know, I, I was wondering about Howie because there's he's only, only he's only like 46, 47 years old. There's only 31 contributors in the Hall of Fame. Does that count writers? It counts. I've got contributors as everybody. So that is not a player or a coach. So Bolin, Bidwell, Gil Brandt, Al Davis, DeBartolo, Hallis, George, Hallis, yeah. Jerry Jones, Lamar Hunt, Curly Lambeau. One Mara, two Mara, um, Bill Polian, class of 2015. Dan Rooney. I guess, I guess Ron Wolf probably, I would imagine, went in before Polian. So that's... Oh, Ed, um, Ed Sable. Ed Sable. Steve Sable. The Sables just went in. Or Steve just went in. Um, so maybe, it, is there a separate writer's wing? Is that possible? As I'm looking at the Hall of Famers, there is those are the categories. So that is to say, like, even Howie Roseman, if he's going to be a Hall of Famer, he's accomplished a lot, still a ways to go, right? Um, he's won how many championships now? One. One. Uh, Bobby Beathard won four and seven conference titles. I, I got a Ron, name for you. Ron Wolf won three and went to five. Yeah. I'll tell you a guy who has two and, I mean, gets a lot of acclaim for pounding the table for the greatest quarterback potentially in modern, you know, post-Brady is going to be Mahomes. The Veach has two Super Bowls, and they ain't going away. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I He's think another, him and Howie fall under the same category. Of, these guys are in their 40s. You know, right. part, when I think of Polian, even with, like, Peyton, he felt old. Like, Polian felt, like, in his peak GM, like, late 50s, early 60s, right, 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Veach and, Veach and Howie feel young. I mean, Howie, they like are. watching an Eastwood movie. I watched an Eastwood movie the other day from, like, 1966. I'm like, my God, I think he's 65 in this movie. Yeah. You know? It's crazy. <laughs> That's how Polian was. You're right. Those guys are young. But it it takes it takes four. It takes, like, five. You know, Ron Wolf with five Super Bowl appearances and three wins. Yeah, Polian was the GM of the Bills. So he, re he rattled off four appearances. <laughs> 
Right. Four and then the, and then with Peyton Manning, he, he, they lost one to the Saints. So he has five appearances. And then the sixth one, he, you know, I guess they won before they went to their second one. But my point is six appearances, one, one. Six appearances in the Super Bowl as the GM is a fucking shitload. Right? Like if Veach gets. I've got him at five. One, two, three, four, five. Maybe he was only with the Bills for three of those, I think, from what I'm reading here. Yeah. yeah. Maybe he wasn't officially the GM and maybe they're number two or something. Um, well, I don't know. Yeah, so he did go. He might not have been there for the last one because he did go to an AFC championship game with the Bills previously. So he's he went to like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight conference championship games. The point is, like, it is hard. That's not a bulky thing. It's just I didn't quite re- I I did not quite realize how hard it is for those guys to get into the Hall of Fame, which is there's so only thirty one quarterbacks in the. Hall let's of say the Jags the next five years win a Super Bowl. Bulky's yeah. the GM. Yeah. Do you, th- you know, like if I if Jerry were to pass away, and you know X, whatever GM, I just don't know if you get as much credit with the cow. You do it with the Jack. That that'd be. Be one of the more eye-opening accomplishments in the history of pro sports. The Jacksonville Jags win a, you know, like if the 49ers win one, you look at some of these big brands. You're like, yeah, it's, they've won them before, win it again. Even if they, there's been a long period between championships, say the Jacksonville Jaguars are the Super Bowl champs, which inevitably, right. if they, this quarterback becomes a top five guy, they're going to have some shots. Like they're going to be in the second round of the playoffs in a tie game in the fourth quarter. They'll be eight quarters away, right? If they win that game. It'd feel a pretty big moment for a guy's career. D- would Doug be in? Super Bowl champion Eagles, Super Bowl champion Jags. How many how many coaches win Super Bowls multiple places, right? Andy didn't. Walsh didn't. You know, it's that'd be a pretty unique thing to have on the resume. Aren't there like Yeah, I I so Bulky winning one Super Bowl with the Jags, I don't think gets him into the Hall of Fame. Well, it doesn't guarantee it, but I don't think it gets him in. I, I think he'd have to like go to like three. Like you just look at what these guys have. It just their careers are. He'd have to. You know what he'd have to do also is he'd have. Well, he's already been to one, but he would have to do it in a way. I think part of the long term accomplishments of these guys is evidence that like you can't just live. You if you're a contributor like a GM, you can't. You don't get to go to the Hall of Fame off one quarterback. You know, as a coach, you you probably can, right? But I don't know if. GMs kind of get that much. Well, would Doug Peterson be a lock if he wins? If he's the head coach, play caller, Jags? I think so. I mean, Joe Gibbs is in the Hall of Fame. What did he win? Two Super Bowls? Yeah, same team, though. Yeah. No, I'm Jimmy Johnson. Not in. Oh, got in. Got in, didn't he? Yeah, Jimmy got in a couple years ago. I, I do think you say you win Super Bowl multiple teams. That's. Yeah. Pretty incredible accomplishment as a and coach. the team you you beat the first time was you know you beat the Patriot you beat Belichick in a Super Bowl and then you take the Jags I'm with you Shanahan's yeah. not in he's got two Dick Vermeil has one I always thought was, that was a that was a stretch yeah uh, Vermeil has yeah Vermeil only coached in two conference championship games and he won a, but he did find Mark Wahlberg on the practice field so easier to get in I think as a coach. Than it is. G- GMs, as Phil Savage always said, we usually just get one job. Some of these coaches get three or four. <laughs> you know, it's just, you, well, you, you're fighting an uphill battle on a lot of different angles and stuff. You're right. There, it is easier. I mean, 29 head coaches in the Hall of Fame, 31 well, contributors, but some of those are owners. I so. even think, let's roll it back. I, I think it's pretty, um, it's, 
Trent Baalke was never guaranteed another GM job when he got fired from the 49ers, right? right. Like, look at Thomas Dimitrov. He even got He's, this job as an interim. Exactly. And, you know, I had to do some <laughs> taking some people out in the neck. Thomas Dimitrov had a lot of success. Went to a Super yeah. Bowl, went to another. He is not guaranteed ever. Scott Pioli, not guaranteed ever again and didn't end up getting one. Uh, some of these guys, you get your shot, you, you never, it never comes back around. I, I always say this, I see Tannenbaum's got Spielman doing content for him on the 33rd team. Rick Spielman was a legitimate GM, drafted a bunch of pro bowlers, all sorts of positions. That team won. If you said like coin flip, does he get another GM? You just say, history would say probably not. They keep going to these, what's the Minnesota, the former 40, like the, all these guys, Plessy. I've never even heard of this guy becomes a GM. Monty? Or Spielman. Yeah, no. Uh, Questy. Questy, Questy. No. Yeah. Questy, Monty. Monty, I just was guys. But if you're, if you're Rick Spielman, you go like, I know what I'm doing. You know, I know what I'm doing. I've proven it. Like pro right. bowler, what position? I, I've done it. Big trades, done it. Drafts, coaching searches. I, I mean, I can do it. Yeah. And it just feels like, I don't know, ageist, you know, is it is it that? Remember Jed when he first took over, got sued for like firing some old people? But I, I do think though, which I think is stupid, like, yeah, you just, maybe you're not good enough, you're old, I'm sorry, I don't really care. But I do think there's some of it like, everyone kind of just looking for the shiny toy. You know, that's why when Arians and, and Zimmer, I think are good examples, like that's really not been in vogue the last decade. Everyone's kind of looking for Kyle, McVeigh, Sirianni's, well, I can't wait. I haven't read it yet, but Shikens, Gannons, sent, me a, sent me an excerpt. of. I guess there's a big Bruce Bochy article today. It's like a talk slow, walk slow, think fast or something. <laughs> I love a good Bochy. But see, dive. like e even he, like, let's say Doug were to win another Super Bowl, get fired. He had so much, like people were interested in him. They were, yeah. Especially owners. I yeah. would imagine part of that is the ownership led the charge on him. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I also think if you're a GM, you got to see like, God, if we could, if he would buy, if I'm an analytics guy and he would buy into it, maybe he actually has some information that would be useful to me. Right. Like knowing how to manage a team. I'm pretty sure they're going to win their division who has the defending champs and one of the like best little runs we've seen in recent well, memory in the Astros. I think they have the best record in baseball right now. Right. Even better than the Rays. Is it, they're not that good if you remove him. Right. That's the debate of baseball. Like, what's a manager worth? But I well, I'd say clearly, I know a the lot, Giants because I've watched that team. They suck. Him. Yeah. Uh, how he belongs in the NFL Draft Hall of Fame, if there was such a thing, says David. See, that's not. I mean, he's missed a lot. Oh, I think he's just saying, like, he's a great drafter. I think well, he's a better wheeler and dealer. A wheeler and dealer. Yeah, maybe that's you're because right. you know, just like anybody, he's taken from uh, the Washington State tackle. Is it, was it Andre Dillard? Does that name sound familiar? That's correct. You know, who never Danny? ended up starting. But I think he'd say, well, he never ended up starting because we found this dude from Australia in the seventh round who's a right. max player. So it's like... Was the uh, was the firefighter his pick? Uh, it was Andy. That, that guy was good in college. He really was. He was what was his really name? Danny good. Watkins? Danny Watkins. He was really good. But he was 28, right? And a firefighter? No, like 26, yeah. But he's a guard. You know, we're going to move he, was he, what, Had he just played football or had he taken a break from football to firefight? No, he was good. just firefighting kind of on the side. God, it was just, it was a passion of his. As most big prospects do. <laughs> passion of his, yeah. Passion of his. You could say, you know, really good guy, thinks about others, potentially good Absolutely. teammate. Absolutely. Yeah. Next up from Alex, he says, hey guys, Niner fan here, live in the Bay Area. Didn't know about y'all since I mostly listen to KNBR. 
frown you through cow, cowherd and i appreciate the local focus keep up the good work now all this stuff about lance is coming out about how his throwing motion was screwed up causing him fatigue how his technique was bad before he allegedly fixed it this offseason does this reflect poorly on the Niners scouting department and kyle if he had bad technique how'd they miss on that and draft him third if something had to be fixed in his third offseason instead of his first offseason doesn't that make the team look like they don't know what they're doing thanks exclamation point Well, this reflects Kyle in the sense of he's not, once the season starts, I mean, he is dependent on, if you're not the starter on his offense, probably the assistant coaches, like he is not, because he's also the play caller. It's weird. It is his job if he's going to put all the chips in the middle of the table on this draft trade. Because, I mean, the organization's all in it together. But once he's drafted, like, what can Adam Peters and John Lynch do, right? It's his job to coach the guy up, him and the you know the quarterback coach. But once the season starts, which is really training camp, he's really focused on week in, week out, the game plan, right, and getting his guys. So he's just not going to develop much beside on his own. And I would say that first year was all just kind of learning how to be a pro, not as much probably the mechanics of his game which then they tried to do. Remember, the offseason was a big thing to go, but he was dealing with a finger that was still fucked up. Maybe got derailed. I, I think a lot of development as a rookie, if you're not going to start at any position, but definitely quarterback, when your head coach is the play caller. Andy Reid said this about Patrick Mahomes. He's like, yeah, when we had him start that last game of the season, I didn't know what I had. Why? I'd been calling the plays and dealing with Alex for the last four months. So I had Nagy and Doug and Alex, you take the playoff game game plan this entire week. Don't even fuck with us. Me and Patrick will just spend the week together. And Andy, is, he told me this. He said this publicly. That's when I found out, like, God, this guy's a little smarter than I thought. He hadn't been spending, besides, like, obviously you're sitting next to him in meetings, but all day, every day during the season is focused on on that given week the defense, right? The the plays you're going to call, the game plan. There, there isn't much. It's hard to explain if you haven't really seen it firsthand or even these practices. It's, it's so much easier when you just say it, development. And like, it, that's not the reality of the way it works. Like what happened last year with Drake Jackson? The 49ers needed extra pass rush. They just scrapped it. Just, just we'll see you next year, buddy. Right? And that's Development sneaky. means years, right? And when did Drake get scrapped sneaky, like toward Halloween, early November? It wasn't yeah. like everyone really noticed it toward the end, but he had been phased out. And no one's like, oh, he's not developed. No, we don't have time. We're, we're playing we're playing the fucking Falcons this week. We're playing Seattle the next week. We got a Thursday game the following. You just, you just don't have time. Yeah, I mean, look, if it didn't work with Trey, if it doesn't work out with Trey, then all of that stuff that, Alex asked, like, is legitimate consideration, right? Were they not on the same page for how much development it's going to take? Were they not on the same page with what he's capable of doing and what Kyle would do ideally? Or I think, I, I think you have to acknowledge that they overzealous. I don't know if it's the wrong. They, they, they leaned optimism with this. Yeah. And then they got it and they realized it was probably more. They, they bit off a little more than they could chew given their where their franchise was. Yeah, that's clear. I mean, clear. yeah, and and the injuries, I'm sure they would say threw off the timeline. But development means multiple years, right? Development. I, I'm with Alex. Who's like, well, 
if something had to be fixed in his third offseason instead of the first offseason, that doesn't make them look like they know what they're doing. I guarantee, I think, we, I'm sure if we go back, go back and look at stories, they were talking about footwork development in year one and year two and year three. But, you know, baseball players and their swing, golfers and their swing, these are not necessarily, you know, big leaguers are talking about swing developments in their 20s, late 20s, late 20s, obviously 20s, early 30s. J.D. Martinez famously changed his swing. Justin Turner famously changed his swing. Josh Donaldson, these guys were not 22 when they finally figured their swing out, right? Golfers, I'm sure we could get into it the same. So, um, you know, the idea that like, well, if you had any throwing, if you had any work to do in your throwing motion, that should have been over and done with year one. I think you've always said this, and it's what you just said. Like, you don't get to just spend eight hours a day, 365, everybody with their scalpels out, digging in on a quarterback's throwing motion and his footwork. You got other stuff to do. So these things can take years, and you spend some time developing, and then you go spend eight months game planning, and you don't have as much time to spend on development. And that's got to get, you know, you got to put that aside until the next offseason. It just takes time. It, I, I, it takes let, me time. Take, let me take this one really quick. Okay, John's got a, a call. Uh, no, just see if they call back. All right. Um, Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at Butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it. Four years on a regular basis. Easily find high-quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you... Free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park, been there a million times, never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app, your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer.
If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Next up, this is from Chris DeLoberg. Uh, North Dakota State fan turned fan of you guys. Not an honors guy, but I'll listen to you talk about anything. Keep killing it. Curious, what do you think? Uh, Brooks Kepka's PGA win does to the golf landscape with the Ryder Cup coming up. More majors than Rory now. Just wild. Thanks. Not a this might have been May 22nd. Was this a pre it was a pre-live question, but it was still a legitimate question just about golf, Ryder Cup, live guys and Ryder Cup. Yeah, he's um, on as of right now. He's the number two guy on point. He's trying to win. Yeah, they like him. I mean, they they talked about him coming back last year. Or I mean after last year, like there were rumblings he's been on it that before. he wanted to come back. Yeah, he's one problem I have with this whole thing is I've seen stories of that they're going to find these guys to come back. How can you find me to come back when you ended up doing business with them? You can't. But they're going to. They're going to take that money and give it to like Rory and uh... no, they're just going to make them pay. Yeah, I don't know if that's set in stone, but that's this is all that's being talked about. Is like there's going to be a penalty for what they did. Even it's Seems it's a crazy. fucked up. It's a very fucked up situation, which is going to make this week. I think the most I, I've never understood this is like so many people, and I listen to a lot of golf podcasts, watch a lot of golf channel. I would say the golf media, from Shambly to all the writers to majority of the podcasters, which. Beside no laying up, a lot of the podcasters started kind of as writers, are obviously very anti-Saudi Arabia and the, the landscape of that. I've always thought about this in like political television, because ultimately if you're on TV, if you're making a lot of money doing it, you don't, I don't actually believe that you care that much. <laughs> so I would be doing anything that's good for business. I always struggle with media people like in sports that don't root for the best outcome of the most people watching. That makes your job the most important. Like the most important thing is everyone gets together. So the Saudi Arabia elements of it all, like who gives a fuck? The the best thing that could possibly. But that's not happen. the most the most important thing in journalism. If we're talking about pure but journalism, the journalism is, is, is not kind of di- like I don't. Be, I disagree. It, like it agree- the thing you cover thriving is not what the goal of journalism is. Yeah, but I'm not talking about the New York Times writer. Like I, I'm talking about the guy that's making seven figures on TV. Like his job is the most people watching is that keeps that thing coming. I understand if you're the writer. Like, I understand. There's a difference between the news and the PGA. Like, if you're on PGA TV, where the PGA success is directly. Like, you can't kill off the PGA and then move on to the next story. Like, you could, you know, let's bury this candidate and move on to the next candidate, right? Well, no, my point is, like, if if you're on Golf Channel, the most important thing is most people watch golf to keep your business going. I agree with you. That's Brandel Chambly or Eamon Lynch or whatever. Just like if you're on CNN, if you're Jake Tapper, that's why you have way more people watching when Donald Trump is in office. I get you hate him or whatever, but ultimately you're making five, ten million. You actually truly don't give it. Like when I see the view, like none of these people I believe actually care. I I truly believe that to my core. Just like with the Saudi Arabia thing, I, I get 
in theory, they hate it, but it doesn't impact. It actually hurts. You know, it's like it, it eventually definitely was going to, but now they're all back together is going to be good for the interest, the, the drama, people talking about it. Like the but Brendel Chamblee would say, I was rich whether live or happened or not. So I had the. I had the financial security to just give my opinion, right? Now, maybe he doesn't have the job security. We'll see. I don't know, but. No, well, I mean, I, I think he, I, I, I do think they believe like they're standing for something. Yeah. I, I don't know. There are these elements, like ultimately you're in the business of most people caring. That's what all, the, anyone on television, like I, I don't believe a journalist uh, uh, exists on television. If you have a television show, is that fair? Do you disagree with that? Uh, I hadn't thought about it that way. I mean, I think journalists go on TV. The question is, can you be a journalist if you get paid based solely on ratings? That's and, what I'm talking about. Yeah. I, I'm not talking you know about what? a contributor like you're going on CNN, you're going on Fox News. I'm talking as about a, uh, you host a show. As a staunch pro-journalism person, I think there's some good logic to that. I well, doesn't, it does that. not exist because you that can't it, that function. Well, it's conflicting mode. It's, conf you know, the, that's where people would say, like, in the model of the athletic, where you get subs, you know, the more subscribers that a particular writer got, the the more safer that person is, I guess, in theory. I mean, a bunch of people got laid off or some people got laid off today um, that that doesn't that the that that it inhibits like sometimes the thing that has to be written is boring as opposed to writing the most interesting thing. But those are two different things. Um yeah, you, know, you need some commitment from the organization that there are things that we need to do, even if they are not the things that will make us the most money on this particular thing. Yeah. If your business is the ratings, if you are not, because that is how you're going to survive in your right. show and right. how you are judged and how the business, that's the business literally you are in. The only thing you should be worrying about if you want to do it for a while is what is going to keep that going for a long period of time. And have the most people watching you because that's the whole point of you know your show and for the golf channel for example it's not an apples to apples but it's just i ultimately is like i, I do believe that they think like I, I think everyone is on the same page saying like the saudi arabians this is sketchy to do business with them like i don't think you're gonna find that much disagreement there like yeah no shit Bad people do bad things. Like, oh, breaking news there, Brandel. And I like Brandel. But my point is, like, this is all good for golf when you're in the business of people watching you. Because your job is predicated on people, eyeballs coming to the interest of the game. There's not, it's not even really clear exactly what the PGA and the Saudis are doing. No. No one knows. Okay. It could not happen, right? Is that possible? We could get blocked by the government for sure. Anti-competitive. Uh, it's not. A, but it's also, not a like the deal, through. like a deal this big coming together in seven weeks. If you told me any deal that massive came together in seven weeks, I, unless they're working around the clock for seven weeks, I would question like how much they have actually figured out. You know, I seven weeks. A lot. A lot of people thought that it broke because rumors. Uh, it was going to leak. That they and were it, talking, so they it, decided. And if it leaks before that they can get a hold of it, it just, they get to control. He got to meet with the players the next day after he announced it, that it like, right. you know, a journalist breaks the story, then kind of all hell breaks loose. Because then you're kind of, you're reacting instead of 
being proactive, which I think they would say they were. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, next up from Allen. I don't understand entertaining the thought of getting rid of Kyle Shanahan's head coach. They've turned this franchise from a joke into one of the premier teams in the league and seen consistent success, even while dealing with some incredibly unfortunate seasons. It said over and over again, that's hard to win a Super Bowl. But if you're always just a threat, you're a high level team, consistent yourself, uh, uh, consistently, consistently putting yourself in the mix. I contend it's ridiculous to think that's not close to enough. As a fan, I'd rather see us losing NFC title games every year than ever watch Tom Sula or Chip Kelly coach the Niners again. Love the pod. I feel like once a mailbag, we get a question about Kyle Shanahan. Like, what does it take for him to be on the hot seat? Um, and I think our answer has been pretty consistent that we're not even close to a hot seat with Kyle Shanahan. But would you agree with that? He just won 13 games and went to the NFC Championship game. And won. Um, he beat the fucking Dallas Cowboys and the division rival Seattle Seahawks in back-to-back playoff games at home. He hosted two home playoff games against Jerry Jones and Pete Carroll and won them both. I mean, it's like, what the fuck are we... And I'm not saying that this guy believes he should be fired. He doesn't, but... Right. I, I, I'm of the belief this is more of like a deep, deep internet conversation than some casual conversation happening with the overwhelming majority of people. Because there's a difference of being critical on an individual game and thinking that this coach gets to go. Because I don't think... Yeah, I don't think most... I don't means. think most casual people think Kyle gets to go, but I do think sports fans just generally are always open to a conversation about their coach's job security more than just on the deep recesses of Reddit. Um, so... What I wanted to do was not so much debate it because you and I agree and we've talked about it. We've said the same thing repeatedly and we don't think it's close to being a situation. But I, the one thing I reexamined is when we've talked about this a lot, a lot of times Andy Reid's Philadelphia Eagles tenure gets brought into this as a Kyle thing because he didn't win a championship in 13 years. And so the question with Kyle is how many times can you – how long can you go without winning a Super Bowl – if that's the ultimate goal, right, and Jed's words get thrown at him that, hey, you said this about winning championships. He p- he's pivoted since. <laughs> right, you know, rightfully uh, or smartly. But how long can you go? We want to be in the mix, guys. Which, honestly, if I were an owner, it would be about winning championships and trying to win a championship. But you would, I, I do think you'd understand if you haven't won one in a, if you haven't won one in a line, long time, there is an element of let's just be in the mix. Do we think our coach has a fatal flaw that prevents him from winning the championship? And if so, do we have a road to finding a coach that is better than that guy? But what I I just wanted to address the Andy comparison because I've made it before, like Andy Reid, 13 years, blah, blah, blah. And you are a great – you're an expert on this. You worked for Andy Reid in Philadelphia. So Kyle's first six years, this is what we've just went through, 531 winning percentage, two division championships, three postseasons, three NFC championship games – one Super Bowl loss. Andy's first six years, Kyle had a 531 winning percentage. Andy's 666. He was 64 and 32. Four division titles in his first six years. Five postseasons. Four NFC championship games. One Super Bowl. They lost it. And I think what gets said a lot is, look at Andy's tenure. That guy went to four NFC championship games. Or actually went to five NFC championship games and a Super Bowl, and he still got fired. But I don't think that's the right way to look at Andy. Now, you tell me because you were there. I think what happened was Andy got fired because he didn't 
win a playoff game for the last four years he was there. It's not about the first six years. It's how it ended at the very end. Four playoff appearances in his last eight years. Four playoff appearances in eight years. One NFC title game. And in the last four years, wild card loss, wild card loss, and then missed the playoffs eight and eight, missed the playoffs four and 12. And he didn't get fired because he went to five NFC championship games and didn't win a Super Bowl. I don't think, but you were there. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you have to remember he made Juan Castillo as defensive coordinator. You know, there were some hail. When was Mary that? Type. Was that <clears throat> that, that would have been last year? Second to last year, yeah. And then Juan got fired the third year, the year he was fired, and Todd Bowles came up, but it was too late. Didn't matter. There, there were questions had it run its course the previous season, uh, the year that he went eight and eight, the year before he was fired. I'm pretty sure that <clears throat> we were four and eight. And when the last four games, so there was like some positive momentum. Okay. But it, it, it was kind of just, sometimes you just needed a change. But this is your 13 and 14. So Kyle's not even halfway through that yet. And so far his hiring, right, in terms of his defensive coordinator, because like Andy, he's very, his success is going to be predicated, a big part of it, on something that he has nothing to do with. Besides philosophically, Andy and Kyle are very similar. Like they love blue chip defensive linemen. They have no problem investing resources over there. Like they don't just they they don't hoard all the resources to their side of the ball. If, if sometimes, honestly, like they feel they can figure it out, you know, in certain times in certain positions with guys like don't let's upgrade here. Like, no, I love this guy. He's a BYU grad. Or Kyle's like, he's a little white guy. I can make him happen. He's kind of got this Belichick complex to him. But like I, I appreciate that because they understand how important defense is. I would say one major difference is a large percentage of Andy's success in Philly early on. Like he had Jim Johnson, like for like yeah. I think almost a decade. So he had one defensive coordinator who was kind of viewed as like his Vic Fangio, and it was awesome. He was sweet. He was elite. I mean, he was figure Sean McDermott. He was creating all these assistant coaches, Ron Rivera, and then he died. You know, it, it was just. It, it really, I think, kind of threw them out of course. And Sean McDermott, who, looking back, like, pretty, like, shouldn't have been fired. But at the time, there was so much pressure because they had been so close. I, I think Jed is a little different because he hasn't won a Super Bowl. But it, it just, the Eagles had never won a Super Bowl as a franchise. You know, like, I, it's weird. Like, was last year a failure? Yeah, because the way it ended with Purdy, but ultimately, like, a lot of people, if you're just our age, right, there's been a long period of time between those Eddie DeBartolo days and some of those years when Pete Carroll and Matt Leinart, like, wouldn't leave USC, right, because they didn't want to get drafted and didn't want to coach the 49ers. So I think Andy was almost a, you know, a product of his own success. The bar was like, you're right there, but he couldn't quite get over the hump where it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't feel like that here. It just doesn't. And yeah. it shouldn't because in a, let's just say Kyle next year wins two games. Let's just say worst 49ers, worst team in the league. And it is ugly. Now, ultimately it would lead to Caleb Williams or Drake may it'd be, feel sweet, but once you got there, but it would be, it'd be the ugliest season ever, right? It'd be worse than Tom Sula because you would just come off the NFC championship game, not eight and eight or whatever. Like, okay, let's say, I don't know if it'd him. be worse than Tom Sula, but. We can you know what? That. It'd be pretty bad as you were going through it, losing yeah. every game. The, the Tom Sula thing felt so. Part of what made that so bad was like you would whiffed so badly on your head coach. You know that was the embarrassment of that. Was I, I'm just trying to set up a scenario that like okay, fire him. 
Oh what yeah. Fuck okay. For who? Like wh- wh- you see most of these coaches like Shane Steichen, Gannon, like just look at the coaches that typically get hired, right? You'd like D'Amico, but he's gone, right? right. D'Amico and Vrabels, right, are outliers. I mean, most guys stink. We'll D'Amico hasn't won an NFL game yet. And listen, everyone likes Sean O'Connell, looks the part, buddies with McVay, won 13 games, got KO'd in the first round at home by the Kevin Jones. O'Connell. Kevin O'Connell. <laughs> And now they're they're cutting guys, right? Dalvin's gone, Thielen's gone. Like, what if all of a sudden this year he goes eight and nine, and then they pivot off Kirk Cousins? Like, the Vikings fans will be like, "Is this guy any good?" It, it'll happen fast. Brian Dable, coach yeah. of the year, nine wins. It's not like he's coach of the year. I, I'm bullish on the guy, but what if this year he wins? He goes six and ten. A lot of one score games don't go his way. It's like, are we sure we got Bill Parcells, number two point bald, shorter, fatter version? It changes fast. Like Kyle, over a four-year span has kind of proven to me like the fucking guys get a squad ready to win some big games. I've seen a lot with a lot of different quarterbacks. My ultimate point is when you compare him to Andy, Andy didn't get fired for going to NFC Championship games. Just like Kyle's first six years of been. Andy was there a positive. lot. Like I, I do think the conversation is I'm a lot different like, at 14 years than it is at five or six. Uh, for, for sure, but my point is like, I think people look at the Andy thing and and simplify it to Andy got fired because he didn't win a championship. Andy was on the hot seat because he didn't win a championship. But ultimately, at the end, they got fired because they missed. They went four years without winning a playoff game. But for as awesome as like it's been with Mahomes now, all these three Super Bowl appearances, five years, two Super Bowl wins, he had like a five year stretch with Alex where it was just they were not even Kyle Shanahan. They, they, they yeah. won, I think, one playoff game over the five years. Now, they were winning the division or a wild card team all the time, but they were they were getting bounced by Mariota or Andrew Luck. It just wasn't. But I think Chiefs fans had just known, like, we had just seen Todd Haley at a disaster. Like, this could suck a lot worse, right? So Would it's, Kyle uh, sign Alex Smith if he was available? Like that version of Alex? Yeah. I think he would like him a lot. Love him, right? Yes, I think it's pretty underrated that Alex was the coach, was the quarterback of the Chiefs for five years. I think that's pretty underrated. I think it feels like it was three or two. It was a lot longer than people realize. 14, 15, 16. Mahomes was drafted in 17. Maybe it was four. No, you're, you're right. It, no, it was 13, 14, 15, oh, 13, 16. 13. <laughs> and then seven. he got 17, which was his best year of his career. I know. When, when Mahomes redshirted. And almost loses his leg. Uh, last it, one, John. It, 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 I would say it was a bizarre tenure because I remember one year they won like 11 or 12 games. This was a 16-game season. It was like, he didn't even throw a touchdown to a wide receiver. <laughs> and it was like, well, their wide receivers aren't that great. Yeah, it was, uh, what's his name? Um, they didn't have Macklin. No, who was the other guy they had? Dwayne Bowe. Who they drafted, Dwayne Bowe. Yeah, that was a pretty incredible stat. That was a Niners-esque stat. But then they got Kelsey and Tyreek and his stats, nothing like Mahomes, but were incredible for Alex. 27 touchdowns for Alex Smith? Mahomes, like, 50, no problem. <laughs> Alex wants, or Andy wants you to throw the ball. Uh, they went from, what was, so we, what did we say, 17 was Alex's last? Yeah, so that was... Uh, no, that's not a good year. That was 16. Sorry, hold on. 17, Alex threw 26 touchdowns, five picks. 
I mean, the five picks makes 26 touchdowns feel like 35 touchdowns. And then Mahomes, 26 and five, and then Mahomes takes over and throws 50. One thing I wonder. John, they is, went from 26 to 50. They lost at home. With the a, backup. A pretty devastating game to Mariota. I think Travis Kelsey got a concussion, didn't play like the second half. Let's say they win yeah. that game. Let's say they win two playoff games and are in the AFC Championship game and still end up losing. Let's, I assume it was the Patriots. They lose Alex Smith to the Patriots, whatever. Are we sure that they don't just redshirt him twice? You know, part of I it mean, was like, he had been every, awesome, but we had got knocked out in the first round. What if they had won some games? Everything that you say that Brett Veach is, I mean, everything Brett Veach has said, but you've talked to him and Andy about how good Andy I think, what but was I think Alex's the ending contract? to the season was so devastating. Yeah. What was Alex's contract status? Like, did he trade him? Didn't they trade him for a second and a player swap? Is that what it was? Yeah, second and a, one of the Fuller brothers, I think. I mean, that's a pretty good trade. Yeah. Maybe they would have done it no matter what. I don't know. It's a good question. All right. Uh, last last one here. This comes from Thomas S. He says, hey, I'm a subscriber to the YouTube channel, and I have something to say about quarterback bias. First of all, and I think this is an important note from Thomas. First of all, I don't think we have a legitimate quarterback on this team. If you all want to ride with somebody who threw less than 220 yards in five of his eight games and had a lot of good starting field position, that's on you. But acting like Purdy was putting up Mahomesian-type numbers is asinine. The Cowboys figured him out. The Eagles sidelined him. If the Cowboys don't drop that red zone pick, Purdy would have lost to them. For the Lance stuff, I get it. No, he never had McCaffrey. No, he never had Kittle. Debo was super out of shape, and Elijah Mitchell was injured less than half of his debut as a permanent starter. Matter of fact, Kittle was injured for Trey's 21 start against the Cardinals, too. The only time Trey had Kittle was in the season on the line against the Texans, and he had a pretty righteous game. So, say there's no bias... There's at least some of it if we leave out the pertinent facts. Niners won't win a Super Bowl until the quarterback position's figured out, either by getting a legit QB coach or going after a QB Shanahan doesn't have to develop. Otherwise, we'll keep on losing deep in the playoffs. Thanks, Thomas S. So he I says just, we don't have a legitimate starting quarterback on the roster, but then we get a lot of reasons why Lance hasn't gotten a fair shake. To think that, one... I do think that Cowboy game was a very good reflection of the Cowboys' defense and Dan Quinn. Like, that was a defense that could have gone toe-to-toe with... I mean, the 49ers' offense at the time was absolutely rolling at every position, right? And that defense... I mean, I remember watching that game thinking, like, this defense could... If Dak doesn't fuck it up, could win them the Super Bowl. Like, they, they yeah. could beat the Eagles. They, yeah. they, they, they were formidable. They, their head coach, backwards hat, was just kind of vibing, and they were playing. They're DC, yeah. To to think that Trey Lance could have won that game, I put. Not what he's saying. I, I know, but I I I think it's less about he was a pick away. Yeah, it's a playoff game. Sometimes you just got to win it seventeen fifteen or twenty to seventeen, right? Or twenty one to eighteen. Like it's just it's less about the to me the statistics of how you like you got away with one. Like yeah, welcome to football. Right, I mean that's at the highest level in the biggest game against the best defense as a fucking rookie. I, I'm not screaming at this guy. My point is like I, I have a harder time judging Purdy in that moment where he actually showed out pretty well as the game went on, just in terms of carrying himself against a defense that was just ready to injure some people. The reason he got yeah. injured in the other game was just there's no way around it. Like I, I, I believe like if you gave Kyle Shanahan an extension tomorrow, I, I would have no problem with it. But that was a terrible play call. 
and he'll never admit it. And there's an, there's an arrogance to the reasoning for that because we don't understand play calling or whatever. You put Tyler Kraft on a blue chip, pro bowl, all pro level pass rusher, I can't blame the quarterback when his elbow gets thrown the other way. No, not only that, you don't get to call it bad luck when the play blows up. You don't get to say, well, that's just football sometimes. That's like, I would go a step further and say, you don't get to say bad luck when you go seven step drop with that one on one matchup happening. In a play action situation, did a lot of the Eagles, like they're just going to be comfortable seeing that type of stuff? Like it was just, he didn't bite at all. Just say, all I ever wanted out of him on that one is like, if I could have that one over, of course I'd like it over. And it, he didn't even get remotely like I would have looked at another play. It was like I'd fucking call that thing. No, over I think again. we're more likely. <laughs> yes, we're more I likely. Tell, to get, I tell Croft bend those knees a little bit more, hands inside. <laughs> it's like, oh this. my god, I don't blame Brock's Tyler Croft. John, I, John, Brock's got to get rid of the ball. You know, quote unquote. <laughs> Yeah, Brock knows he's got to get that out. You know, it'd be something like that. <laughs> I, I, I do not blame the tight end on that situation. What is he going to do? Uh, just hang on for dear life, which is not quite what happened. But to Thomas's point about Lance, all the stuff, you know, I think there's a lot of fair stuff that Thomas says about Trey in terms of he didn't have McCaffrey, you know, guys around him hurt. I would just say he started three games. Well, he started four. One was in a monsoon in Chicago. Throw that one out. I think it's it's less about what he did as a player. It's kind of like what Brock did as a player, which if any quarterback does what Brock did last year, a young quarterback, the 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 correct response is not the correct response is let's give him more snaps and see what happens, which is what they're going to do. It doesn't they haven't I agree that he hasn't put up Mahomesian numbers or that he's not Mahomes and we got some things to figure out. He still has more to prove careers and seasons are long and he played half a season he did it incredibly well and has earned more playing time because of it i mean trey you know trey got like the cardinals and then he got a long break and then he got houston and then he got an off season and then he got the bears and then he got like you know 20 snaps against the seahawks or whatever it was that's it that's not a lot the one thing is it goes beyond just what he did the play calling also spoke volumes right and Trey ran the ball 16 times against the Cardinals. Uh, he had run the ball seven times against nine pass attempts against Seattle. Uh, Jordan Love, who by all accounts is also a developmental quarterback for the Packers, his rookie year, he got two starts. Well, he got one start and one long outing. He had 51 pass attempts and five rushes. Like That does tell us something about what Kyle Shanahan thought and thinks of how to win with Trey Lance. And I, I'm pretty sure I have to go back to look at his combine, but I always thought Jordan, Lo- yeah, four seven four. Jordan loves an athlete, you know. He's a. I, I think he's Trey Lance E in the sense of physical attributes six three two twenty like when he was coming out of college, raw product. Yeah, flash throws, big arm. Yeah. Kyle does not, whatever reason, this is not our opinion. You, all you had to do is, like you said, break down the numbers. The head coach, who is the play caller, does not think he can throw. Yet Purdy comes in, he's calling bombs on the first play of the game when he's never done that in six years as the quarterback or coach. In the pouring rain, called two back-to-back. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, Matthew, this is this actually might be as good a way to put it as any. Matthew, pink onion pizza, go get the ham pod pizza, which uh, I think Matthew still has on the menu. I should go back. He says, uh, I wonder if he still has the Garoppolo on the menu. 
He says, what would the Trey hype be like if he had put up Purdy's numbers? They would, it would talk, be off. They, John, they, it'd be off the charts. They would lead NFL lives, NFL.com. They already be, do. Yeah, but I'm just saying from a from like, you know, the way they kind of hype up a Tua or a Justin Field, it, it would sure. be it'd be relentless. Yeah. Uh, last thing, Ben Rebel says, uh, coming to Scottsdale this weekend, what five courses should I be calling to get tea times for, John? Because a little last minute, I guess the summer. <laughs> for five, five rounds this weekend? Uh, <clears throat> I'd go TPC, the main one in Champions. You can go double there. I'd go Weekapaw. They got two courses, so that's four. Uh, you know, I, I, I think Troon's a tad bit overrated, but that's always on some where people play. I, I, what is the Troon course? What's it called? Just True North. It's, it's oh. hard. Uh, then, then you could get off your beaten pass. The whirlwinds, the Ravens, you know, these are public courses. You probably play right now. Some are 60, 70, 80 bucks. The Troons and the TPCs probably some are, you know, two fifty maybe. Troons hard and it's really far up North, but it's, it's one of the premier, like you meet someone, they went to Scottsdale. They usually play Troon. Got it. Got it. All right, that's what we got today. Anything else, Ed? Yeah, you know, anything else going on? The who we got this week? The Knights. Golden Knights. Uh, who we got this week in the uh, in the Opie, the U.S. That's Opie? A, that's a good question. Uh, Scotty. Homa. Kepka. This is Ke- Kepka. I mean, yeah. Why not? LA. There's gonna be a lot of like Homa, Morikawa, Tommy Fleetwood. Pa- uh, Patrick no Cantlay is gonna wins. be another guy. Oof. How about Tommy Fleetwood? Still no career PGA wins. He's made I feel like a lot I've of seen money him with a green that. jacket on, but that's not that has not occurred. Little less crazy for you know a a European guy. Like how long has he truly been over here full time? Four or five years, right? He's won across the pond in the. He has. Yep. They, they've named like seven different names, but the DP World Tour, European Tour. Yeah. It's it's pretty clear. It's inevitable. I mean, Nick Taylor, the guy that won the tournament on just. An incredible putt. He almost won the waste management this year. He was in the last group with Scotty Chef. Like he's he's a yeah. real fucking. It's not like he lost to a complete rando. No, no. Uh, Seventy-two foot putt on the fourth playoff hole. I thought it was Nance called it one of the greatest Canadian sports moments in history. I, you know what I thought. You want to talk about hyperbole? I actually thought this watching it. Is it possible? The answer to this is no. But just the thought crossed my mind that like. Given the scene that that would be that that that's better for that guy than a major, the answer is no. I know that, but like that thought crossed my mind. Like, God, this is pretty awesome. The Canadians all rooting for him. All his buddies come running out. Well, not all of them. I, th- I think it was sixty years. since nineteen fifty nine. A Canadian had won 54. the Canadian Open fifty four. So it's been a while. And I didn't. It's the first time since the nineteen teens that a Canadian born golfer won it. Whoever won it in fifty four wasn't Canadian born. Whatever that means. But I did, Nance Call was pretty good. I assume I I'm guessing it's from the anthem, right? What would you say? Like power for power and for nation and <laughs> glory or something. I, I immediately Googled. You're right. Oh, Canada lyrics. And it's from the song. It's from their national anthem. Okay. Okay. What does he say? Like for glory and <laughs> yeah. And freedom prosper. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it was freedom. It was freedom for freedom. He did that for freedom. But do, freedom. do you think the Adam Hadwin who finished 12th, I looked it up yesterday, made 178K, also Canadian. I think 
one of Nick Taylor's really good friends. Him, there was, up, a, there, there was a Canadian contingent, right? You had Fleetwood's boys, Rose, Lowry, all the Ryder Cup Euros. Another Northern guy that looked just like Lowry. Who was that guy? And English. Rick Shields? Uh, you, you had Lowry. Like Shields. You had Rose. One other cat that fits, fits under that mold. And then you had oh, Mike okay. Weir, little guy, yep. Sapporo, 24-ounce. <laughs> Corey Connors, who in theory should be the best Canadian, but he can't putt. And then Hadwin, who's a little under the radar, pretty good player. I guess is Nick Taylor's like best friend. Like they are. They grew up together. Yeah. Oh, okay. That even they are boys. They play when the same. When you're watching it live and you see Taylor's caddy look and almost look like something bad's gonna happen, but he's in the middle of this incredible yes. moment. But he's leaving like, no, he's cool. And then when you see the angles of the dude, not, it's one thing to form tackle; it's another to pick up and drive. Truck stick, right? As he's spraying champagne still. And then Corey Connors says, forget him. I'm going to just go for the hug. Corey Connors looks and walks away. It was amazing. It had to hurt. Feet. I mean, it was a... It was a great hit. Maybe does it was he so get, solid does, that it didn't hurt. Do you think he gets reprimanded? Or it's like, that's kind of what we want. I mean, there's a lot going on. <laughs> Unless you hand him a thing that says, Adam, this guy's allowed on the course... On the green, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I seems a little excessive. Like he, I, he was in the I, I, I wish think it fe- wood mode, but it probably felt to the security guard because when you see the behind shots, what do you say, twenty five thousand people just around the greater green? Yeah, I don't. Great question. Wow. Didn't it? I wonder. To him, it felt like people were rushing to get to them. Maybe, probably. I'd say like how many of the regular patrons have a bottle of Dom in their hands? But you know. It's only so much you can process at once. Once once the quarterback goes hut hut hike, you just go tackle the guy with the ball. I think it would have been a major problem. Like what what if he shattered his rib and Hadwin, who's like, well, bro, I'm playing in the U.S. Open this year. Like, I know. I, I I'm potentially going to be a tour champion. Like I mean, does he sue RBC? Like what happens then? I mean that that'd be a problem. That'd be really bad. Yeah. If if you are okay. completely fine. I think you do sign up for that because it's an incredible tale the rest of your life. And it makes everyone's talking that about guy's it. Win. I, I apparently this guy is beloved by everybody. Security guard, pretty rare. No, no, no. The, the <laughs> guy that won, pretty rare. In a, this not a. This was not a team event. I mean, this is an individual event to have other players come storming the green for you. I've never seen that in golf. Like that's pretty incredible. Like they reacted. Uh, who was the guy? What was the putt? The when the U.S. team Ryder Cup was wearing those awful shirts. Oh, uh, J- Justin Leonard. Yeah, the Justin Leonard putt. Like that was. Yeah, it this, felt pretty cool. I I didn't watch much of it till yesterday, but I was flipping channels on Saturday. There's a hole where when the Canadian guys would go through, and maybe they did this for the famous guys too. They would start singing "Oh Canada." Like it, it would kind of mm. turn into waste management. Like it was. Mm-hmm. Colt Nose kept saying, like, this fucking place is bananas. And he were just saying it all day. Clearly, they're yeah. drinking. I mean, it's... People... And then with the playoff holes, everyone's running from 18 to, to 9, back to 18. Yeah, it was... Uh, Somebody had to return the flag, and it was a guy in, in, in like, tight jean shorts. See that? Like, they didn't... The flag had been removed from the ninth hole. They had to bring a flag back out. Well, because I saw... That's what I thought they were pointing at. Is like I wonder if someone's stealing the ball and the flag, right? yeah. But it turns out they were just pointing at that. I, it also hit me, you know, the flag. I think Jim's like, 
That's a maple leaf flat. What's up? Does a maple leaf taste like? How, I was fascinated by the maple leaf. I'd never really thought about oh Toronto maple leaves. What is the maple leaf? It's clearly a, leaf a off big a maple tree. tree. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, more on that next time. <laughs> Thanks for hanging, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.